Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode number 40. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God that God's put on my heart to share with this local, with this audience on this podcast on Hopper and other sites. And I thank you guys for the listens and and... Today, as you know, we can continue our Bible study out of the book of J.B. Phillips for this day. And as we know, um, I go to the date that we're doing the podcasts. The let, that's the way God's leading me to understand I mean, what we're going to learn about. And today we're going to learn about standing aside. Okay, and I'll explain that to you as we get ready to do the podcast, as we get ready to do the Bible study. Before we do that, we're going to do the song, Jesus Will Still Be There. And that's a song that's actually been on my mind a lot lately because of the things that have been going on between my wife and her brother. And because of the estate and everything of her mother passing away. But God is reminding us that, and God wants me to remind you that no matter what you're going through Jesus is still will be there so as we sit here and do this podcast my wife is actually in the office but she's not going to be part of the show so (laughs) and she's shaking her head no um but I want to peep you guys to use this in-house and out you know listening as a prayer to the Lord that we know you're still going to be there Lord but while this song is praying I want you to take your needs to the Lord that's going on in your life and let him take care of them okay and then we're going to do our prayer request segment and then we'll do our closing remarks so right now we're going to go to our song Right now we're going to go to our song Jesus will still be there by point of grace Is it just me who spends hours looking at houses I can't afford Things change, plans 
I'd like to thank Point of Grace for sharing that song and recording that for the world. Because let me tell you, it's a constant reminder we need that Jesus is still be there. I mean, there's times in this last four months, and probably my wife too, we sat down and the ride got rough and the ride was too much. But in the back of my mind, and I know in the back of hers, she felt Jesus, right? Right? Bringing us through our times of trouble. And that's what the point of this song is. He is there. And the point is, it's like I said a few days ago, and I think it's when I was preaching Sunday, which you guys, this audience, didn't hear, is we need to go to God. And ask him to help us. And that's what Rome that's what Psalm seven six tells us. Arise, O Lord, lift up your head and basically go against my enemies and yours. And you you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit with that, but if you read Psalm six seven, that song is telling us what to do and letting them know that God and Jesus is there with us. And I'm not making this about me. I'm making this about what God wants. He wants his people to know that he is there. Regardless of what's going on in your life. And let me tell you something saints. He is there for you. On a daily basis. We just got to acknowledge it. But I want to thank Point of Grace for doing that song. And then letting it go on YouTube to be played. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to go into our Bible study now, Shift Gears, and like I said, the title of this message was that he wrote that day on the 16th of November in 1970, I believe we said it was, 1976, something like that, I was six years old, I believe, um, Stand Aside. But before we do that, we're going to go to the scripture of Galatians. We're going to go to the book of Galatians. I believe it is. And we're going to look at verses, chapter number 2, I believe. And we're going to look at verse 20, I believe. I'm having trouble reading my own writing.
I can't seem to find the scripture I wanted to share with you guys with this. I know I wrote it down. Hmm. That's not what I wrote down. Interesting. Well, praise the Lord. As I try to find it. Let's try. Maybe it is the scripture. And boy, I hate when this this, this happens. Sorry about this. I am. I was prepared. I did write it down. Okay. I think this is the scripture. It says, "I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for." me and actually this is the scripture I wanted I sorry for I couldn't read my writing so I thought maybe I got the wrong scripture but this is the scripture I just wanted to make sure and basically this is telling us that Christ was crucified and lives in us alright and I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and give himself for me. Alright. In other words what I'm trying to point out this scripture is. We got to stand aside. Since Christ. Is in us. And lives in us. Okay. We got to let Christ be. The light in us. People got to see Christ in us. And I'm going to read. What he wrote for the 16th. Of November he says I have known many churches where the preacher by his exceptionally strong personality packed his church but when time came for him to leave most of the people left the church also what appears to be success in a spiritual realm was really only success of a strong personality what we all have to learn to do whether we be pastors or laymen's is not to use personalities to draw people to ourselves, but as it were to stand aside and let me be drawn to the master whom we serve. This is not an easy lesson to learn by any means, for it is very flattering to our pride to be admired and imitated. But we are not, for if we are out of real as a distance from superficial results, we need to watch our step just here. Now you understand why I was talking about how Christ is in us. And it a lot of people do come because of popularity of this pastor. Of pastors sometimes in a church. But as laymen, first of all, before I get to pastors and teachers, as laymen, we got to look for a church not for popularity of a pastor. Okay? We got to pray and ask God to show us where to go. Okay? So we don't get the attitude of being a pastor groupie or a Sunday school teacher groupie. Alright? Where the congregation follows the pastor as they go. Now, there's nothing wrong admiring the pastor. 
There's nothing wrong with liking the pastor. And there's nothing wrong with respecting the pastor and feeling loyal to your pastor because you should. But the problem comes in is when you put that pastor on a high pedestal and then when he leaves, you leave. That ain't not what God wants, possibly. Because God brung you to that church, not just to hear that pastor preach, but to serve him. We got to make church and God priority over the pastor's work. Now we got to remember also that the pastor's work is being done by the Holy Spirit, not by his. I know that Pastor J, well, J.B. Phillips there wrote the thing saying that his, his strong or her strong personality. Well, no. Okay, what we got to do is remember that what he's up there doing is what God wants. Alright? And if that's what you're looking for, God will still give you that thing, even if there is a new pastor. Now, I'm not saying that you can't leave and follow that pastor. That might be what God calls you to do. But most places, most times, it's no. God wants you to stay where he is. Just because the pastor leaves don't mean you leave. There was a time when I... I was worrying about the pastor I first came to be saved with. And what would happen if he would he leave? Would I follow? Would I stay there? And as I grew in ministry, and as I grew being a Sunday school teacher, I learned that, hey, you don't leave a place, no matter if you're a layman, no matter if you're a pastor, no matter if you're a Sunday school teacher, deacon, whatever it is, that call until God releases you. Now you might see people come and go. You might get a pastor with a different style. But that's when what God wants for that church at that time, that style. And if you leave just on a, a thing to follow the other pastor, you might be leaving out God's will and it might be causing a problem for that church because of what you used to do can't be done like you used to do it. Oh, yes, yeah, sure, people can be replaced. God can bring people up. But God, you should want what's best for your church. All right? Now, as a pastor's point of view, we like to be remired. We like to be, you know, gl not glorified, but we like to get the honors. But let me tell you something, saints. There's something that I always do as a pastor. And I don't always say it, but when I pray, Lord, let it be your mouth. Let me be your mouthpiece. Let it be your words, not mine. Let them see you. All right? In other words, I'm letting God use me as a vessel when I'm standing behind the pulpit or sitting behind a desk. Or what kind of broadcast that I'm doing. I'm not there for my benefit. I'm there to help save the lost and dying world. I'm there to, to preach to the congregation that he gave me to preach to. Or preach to the, or share the, 
podcast to the congregation that he gave me that shared the congreg the podcast too. And I think if a pastor takes a stand in that of saying this, it will get into people's head. You're not there for me, you're here for God. You know, and a lot of pastors actually get a little bit embarrassed about this. They'll put in a a visiting pastor to come in to preach and people will know about it for a few weeks and they decide not to come because pastor pastor so and so is not preaching this week our regular pastor it's a it's a missionary or it's a, a evangelist or stuff so they come well actually when the people don't come and the house is not packed it actually embarrasses most pastors because it shows that there was a lack of reach out to what God wanted See, people have got to stop focusing on not going just because a missionary is coming to honor your pastor. You're not actually honoring your pastor. You're embarrassing your pastor. So it's time for us pastors to stand aside when we're up there behind the pulpit. Stand our personalities beside and let God use our personality in the ways he wants. To acknowledge him. Not the way we want to use our personalities. But the way God wants to use them. we got to stand aside. And let God control us. Under the anointing. There's a church that. Actually. God don't want me to share that. So I'm not going to. Um, so what is I'm saying here. I'm saying this. What have we learned. As a pastor, we gotta stop running a church. Me. We gotta say, Lord, you run the church. Let them come see you. See? Now, because wherever God moves you, you're gonna have another church and you might grow that church. You know, you can still stay in touch with all the, all the ones from other churches. You can call and talk to them. Especially in these to say society. But we got to start saying that it's God doing it, not us. And it's true. God uses us as his vessel. Okay? We got to stop taking credit. And give credit to God. Instead of us. When someone comes up and say, you did a good sermon. Say thank you. But it was the Lord and me that preached that sermon. But gave me ability to do it. But thank you. I appreciate that. In other words you're telling that person. Thank you for your your support. And your show of gratitude. But it was God and me. Not me. Alright. And sometimes. I did this over the years. And sometimes people get a little upset about that. But I don't. Because I know. That when I stand aside, in the end, God's going to take care of it. And then they come back to me and they say, I see what you mean. I thought about what you said, and you're right. It's not you. But thank you for your service of letting God use you. And I say, well, thank you. And that's what we need to do as pastors. You accept it, but then you say, well, the Lord does it, not me. Okay? So pastors, Sunday school teachers, um, worship leaders, 
great evangelists. It's not actually you. They're complimenting. They're actually complimenting what God does through you. And you need to stand aside and thank them. But also say what well, was God, not me. Okay? Now, at this time, we're going to go into our prayer request segment. And we're going to go over. It hasn't changed much, I don't think. Um, it's still the same list that it was yesterday. Um, we're going to pray for my dad, James, James Weaver. He uh, has an aneurysm on his heart. I did get a, a thing from my mom yesterday. A report on him as, after the broadcast. I called my mom a few hours later after office time was done. Work was done for the church. And she told me that uh, the doctor, you know, they did the ultrasound of his heart and everything. And everything came back okay. The aneurysm is still there, but don't look like it's grown. And that's what we've been praying. Either God take it away or don't let it grow. But we're, continue, we're going to continue to pray for him for this. And then my mom, she's doing okay with her recovery from her high hiatal hernia, uh, hernia surgery. Um, but she still has got some problems with her back and stuff, even though they're trying to see if it's a pinched nerve or not. And so we want to continue to pray for that. And then for my cousin Margaret, for the loss of her mother, about the time my wife lost hers, actually they died a few days apart. I think my mother-in-law died a few days before. And then my cousin's Margaret's mother died the day of my mother-in-law's funeral. And then we need to pray for her leg. And then Lloyd. Did we get anything back from Lloyd yet? No. Okay, I was asking my wife if we got anything back. Um, but we didn't. Um, we did try to text him to get information from him. He didn't get back to us yet. But once he does, we'll let you know. But we're praying for him for cancer. And then for my friend Sean. He's like a brother from another mother to me. We're gonna, he wants to pray for his unspoken. And his mom's hip surgery recovery she's still having some problems with her with her cane and walking I guess and then for my brother-in-law Paul and us as we complete what's going on with the um, the estate and maybe everything can be end up on the good side and not the bad side but right now we really don't want to get into it, but we need prayer. Um, then my friend Paul in Georgia, not the same Paul. He's His back is is still bothering him. And his kid is still getting sick, but not as much. So that's kind of a praise report there. And that she don't get coronavirus. And for the unspokens of new things that God's birthed for me in the ministry of God's Internet Church um, podcast group and everything. And then for my cousin Sharon, she cracked her tailbone. Um, and that that they um, that that much they can do for that. So she just got to wait for it to heal, and she's in a lot of pain some days. So we need prayer for that. Then for my aunt to continue to pray for her because of the she fell about two months ago, I believe, but she still got some after effects of that. And then for my my cousin Lori, she's got a. Um, a swelled leg and uh, I know she was going to the doctor a few days I didn't get a chance to get back with her I gotta find out 
but we're still praying for her. And then there was a church member, I think her name was Rebecca, and they went prayer that they can move back to our area because her husband likes got more family or stuff more down in our area. And then for my grandma to can pray for her eyes, ears, and her legs, Lord. Uh, help her to uh, be a little bit better. She's 93 years old, going and, you know, get things done good for her. Then for my cousin, Dennis Joe, he's got coronavirus. And then, then we found out that actually my Uncle Joe's mom, who says it could have a coronavirus, may not have it. We know that she's got flu-like conditions and uh, she's got a headache, which is some of the signs of coronavirus. They do got her in quarantine, so we're go we are going to treat it as she's got it right now and that God will take it away or she's on the verge. So that's the way we're going to do because I've heard it confirmed now thing that she does got it. So that's the way we're going to go with it. And so let's pray. Bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the great physician. You are the great God. You are the great architect of this of our lives. And Lord, I lift up to you my, my dad, James Weaver, to you right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to reach down in that body where that heart is and fix what's wrong and why the aneurysm's there. Let it disappear or let it grow. And Lord, I ask you to be with my mom. I ask you to continue to heal her from her surgery of her high halo hernia. I ask you to be with her back and everything that's going on there. What's next phase for her life with this back? What needs to be done? I ask you to be with my cousin Margaret with the loss of her mother and her father. Help her get through this in time of grieving. And it takes time to grieve because my wife and me are still grieving over my mother-in-law. Especially my wife. And it does, and Lord, we ask you to be with her leg, Lord, and we ask you to touch and heal her. And Lord, we ask you to be with our friend Lloyd. He has cancer, Lord. We just ask you to let him get back with us and tell us how it's going. Continue to touch and heal him. I ask you to be with my Sean, my friend Sean, like he's a brother from another mother, Lord. I ask you to be with his unspoken and his mom's hip recovery, Lord. Let everything go the way you want. I ask you to be with us and my brother-in-law, Paul, as we deal with the estate, Lord. Let us maybe get on one page and not be against each other, Lord, with like it's looking like it's being. And, and it's not us that's causing that, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Paul in Georgia. Ask you to touch his back and heal him. Be with his kid, Lord, and don't let her get sick and don't let her get the coronavirus, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Sharon. I just ask you to heal her cracked tailbone and give her the strength she needs to go through and do what she's got to do, Lord. I ask you to be with my cousin. I ask you to be with my Aunt Denise, Lord. I'm recovering. She's doing better, but she still needs help. I ask you to be with her as she recovers from her fall and, and things get better for her. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Lori and her leg, Lord. I just ask you to take the swelling down, Lord. And, and I think there was talk of that swelling could have been a blood clot, Lord. We just ask you to let everything work out there. I ask you to be with my grandma, Lord. I ask you to touch her ears, touch her eyes, and touch her legs, Lord Jesus. Let her be able to be do a little bit more at her age, Lord, and do what you want, Lord. And Lord, your will. And Lord, we just ask you to 
be with my cousin Dennis Joe and his coronavirus. We just asked you to touch and heal him. I did hear that he lost his taste and smell, but he's got that back. Lord, we thank you for the shots that he's taking and that it seems to be working. We just ask you to continue and keep his stepdaughter and his his uh, soon-to-be stepdaughter and soon-to-be wife safe from the coronavirus lord they apparently don't have it but they are in the house with them and lord we ask you to be with my uncle joe's mother lord and we just ask you to be with this situation of her being quarantined lord and let let everything go the way you want and touch and heal or whatever she may have we ask you all this in jesus name amen and amen and on that note, I'd like to sum up what we learned here today as we're getting ready to close is that we got to stand aside when we're doing work for the Lord and not take the credit, but give the credit to the Lord. And and then the Lord will give you the credit right back. But, you know, we got to stand aside and give the credit to the Lord so we don't take the spotlight because people shouldn't be coming to church just for a pastor they should be coming to church for God and sometimes the pastors don't mean it and the laymen don't mean it but it works out that way so we all gotta remember if a pastor does leave it doesn't hurt to go visit that pastor's church if it's close but you, you should stay where you are until God releases you. Just because God releases the pastor don't mean he released you. Alright? And you got to let God release you when it's time. Stand aside and do your, your ministry. Layman, pastor, Sunday school teacher. You know, deacon, whatever work. Even if you're the janitor in the church. It should be God's credit, not yours. And... Hallelujah. On that note, I'd like to thank you for today's day's thought. Thank you for joining me. And this has been a blessing to you. This podcast, I ask you to let people come on board and watch it with you. I mean, listen it to you with you. And, you know, invite people to listen to it. Not because of numbers, but because it helps me help the ones God wants me to help. You know, not because of numbers. I don't do it because of numbers. I do it because I want to bring people from a lost and dying world to find Christ and help current Christians maybe struggling with their faith to get answers through the Bible or from God. And that says so much information on every episode. Um, join us tomorrow again for God's Internet Church podcast episode number 41 and we're going to be talking about parables that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow he was talking about parables and then we'll see what God shows up there for us for that and tomorrow night also we'll be on for God's internet church bible study you can watch that just go to Go, it's on at 7 o'clock live on Facebook Live. If you wanted to be part of the Guys Internet Church podcast live, go to Ronald Weaver on Facebook. Um, I think believe it's got a pastor, me standing behind the pulpit. Um, and uh, 
if you know send a friendship request and I'll bring you aboard as a friend or go to God's internet church and try you know and join and I'll accept you there too um, that way you can either watch it after the live version or you can watch the live version um, on that note I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying see you tomorrow for God's Internet Church episode 41 saying God bless you and see you next time on God's Internet Church podcast tomorrow. Love one another, help one another, and take care of one another. And I like to say it's honor and privilege to be here to do what God wants me to do. And God bless you and have a blessed day.